Welcome to Small Town Big Business, a podcast about doing big business in small town USA. I'm your host, Allison Hassler. And I'm Russell Williams, and we're coming to you from the Citadel Building in downtown Marion, Illinois, here on Tower Square Plaza. It's home of Ethos. Ethos is our small business incubator and co-working, co-sharing workspaces, and we're happy that you can join us. Here on Small Town Big Business, we interview successful business owners on how and why they thrive in small towns. And our guest today is Jeff Mayer of Toyota of Marion. Welcome, Jeff. You. Yeah. Yeah. Looking so, forward to it. So glad you're here today. Absolutely. We're going to be talking about uh, your business as an entrepreneur, but also some of the cool downtown things that you're involved in, too. We're excited about that. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself, your mm-hmm. background. Uh, you're from Marion, Illinois. Lifelong resident. Okay. Born and raised, went to school right down here at Washington. Grew up on South Market Street uh, a lot of my childhood, so know the square area very well. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how did you get involved in the dealership? You know, actually, I guess I would be considered, uh, well, I would be a third generation in the automotive business. I never worked for my grandfather or was in business with him. Um, I worked for my father, uh, but again, I was never a co-owner with him, but I didn't work for him. So I've been around it my entire life. Yeah, I uh, graduated on a Saturday from SIU and started started working, uh, selling on a Monday. Yeah. So oh, wow. I've been, been around it my whole life. Yeah. Did you always expect to be in the car industry? Did you want to do that as you were going through yeah. middle school, high school, being in the industry or being a family in the exactly. industry? Exactly. You know, definitely was always on my mind of, I think I might want to try this, but I didn't really know when I went to college. I mean, I did get my degree in business at SIU. I was over there for four years and was always interested in business. So I didn't, I guess I didn't really know that it would end up in the automotive industry. But of course, if, if your grandfather was in that and your, your father, you probably got that in the back of your mind that, you know, you might try that someday. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, I guess, I guess I don't think it was a clear path for sure, but yeah, definitely on my mind. Sure. I know a lot of farmers and, uh, knowing how they were grow how they grew up with, parents that were farmers and mm-hmm. you know some really expected them to take over the family farm mm-hmm. some said I don't want you to have anything to do with it if this is not your passion so what was it like for you growing up in that and was never uh, I was very very close with my grandfather I consider him one of my best friends I just we were very close spent a lot of time together yeah. and with my dad as well but really with my grandfather a lot but you know neither one of them ever said I think you should do this. Mm -hmm. This would be the best path for you to be successful. Uh, It's a great thing. I mean, I would ask questions. Sure. um, But no, I never was told, hey, this is the path you need to do for, because this is what our family does or anything like that. Never. I can never remember that conversation. Wow. So, and I do know it happens Mm -hmm. in in certain family businesses. Um, You're kind of expected to to go down that path, but no, I never really... It ended up that way, right? But, uh, yeah. So was it like a slow process of many different decisions, or did, was, a, did a light bulb know, come up? You know, uh, like I said, I started uh, right after I got out of school, um, and um, 
I actually was involved in two other small businesses while I was working my way up into the automotive industry. Um, one was a, a rental business. It had to do with SIU rental furniture that I really? bought. For, well, yeah, I had a partner. We bought it from individual. Um, I was only like two or three years out of school. Mm-hmm. It was a great little successful business, actually. Made some good money with it. Helped me get my feet on the ground on some other stuff. Yeah. Um, and then had another couple uh friends of mine that we had a small business here in Marion that had to do with the fitness industry and we were actually trying to become distributors we were of a of some nutritional products the product itself never really launched or got off the ground as hope as what we thought it would be we thought you know if this thing is a home run we'll be a distributor for certain and we worked it for a couple years didn't really make much money didn't lose a lot of money or anything like that Mm -hmm. but it was good experience did that simultaneously when I was still working full-time basically selling at that point yeah Yeah. you know so didn't become an owner no i I was trying to think on the way up here i think it was probably got into ownership in the automotive industry about 17 or 18 years ago so this will be my 30th year in but didn't become it yeah until about 18 years ago so really about half of your time mm-hmm. spent in the automotive industry, you were a seller? Did you Just work an employee. For, so, okay. I mean, obviously, uh, yeah. yes. Uh, first four years, I was on the showroom floor selling, mm-hmm. uh, then got into uh, doing some of the finance and insurance stuff, uh, maybe backup uh, sales management, okay. and just kind of progressed and kept you know, going until really became general manager. Okay. Yeah. And then when did Toyota of Marion start? Marion Toyota has been, uh, the Toyota franchise has been here since the early 70s, I believe. Okay. And it had, uh, it had a couple owners before. Oh. It was called like uh, Leon Webb Toyota, I believe. And then a gentleman named Carl Beck owned it. And it's, it's, yeah, the franchise has been here probably since the early 70s. Okay. Of course, it was in a little bit. It started out in a little building over there where uh, uh, Marion Eye Center is now, like in front of Raven Tire. That little bitty. I mean, it's a nice building for them, but for car dealerships, pretty small. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's when they, you know, there was only a few models. Yeah. Yeah. Toyota wasn't the company globally they are now. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's uh, they're a massive company. And then you bought that how many years ago? Um, bought into it set. Uh, I think I think it's about seventeen years 17, now. Yeah. I had a partner for a while, um, and completely bought them out uh, ten years, ten eleven years, eleven years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when so, you went from general manager to buying in mm-hmm. and going with a partner, it sounds like with that ownership, was there? Was, did it just feel like the next right step or was there some kind of soul searching of like, okay, well, are we going to go all in and be invested yeah. or what kind of thought processes were going through at that time to be an owner and be I, the business? I, I think at that point I was definitely all in and that's what mm-hmm. I wanted to do. I mean, I really had developed a passion for that industry, um, that business and, um, I just felt like there was a lot of opportunity to grow it even more, mm-hmm. and it has substantially. Um, you just it at that point, I really feel like yeah, I was all in for sure. I want to go down that path. It's a uh, it's an expensive uh, industry to get into, that's for sure. So yeah. you kind of you're committed. You're all in if you get in that. You know, there's a lot of dollars involved with 
in type of automotive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, Jeff, what do you love about being a business owner? The people. Yeah. And when I say the people, the customers and your team members. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the greatest thing every day is the, is the people. Yeah. You know, it's something different every day in a good way. I mean, you know, you get to know everyone. You get to... Um, I'm sure there's some of those smaller smaller businesses that are not as uh, customer focused. They might be more just a one off or one or two employees where they're maybe developing stuff, a product or whatever. But it's really not you're not interacting with the public as much. Yeah, you know, um, ours is completely opposite of that. So I, I would say that's what I like. I yeah. Like like the best we don't necessarily learn that in business school of no, how to relate no. with people you know I, I got my degree in business and um, learned a lot in college don't get me wrong but there's nothing like the real real world application yeah. you know I think uh, I can't think of a whole lot in those textbooks that was it was great but I mean I, yeah. I don't know exactly <laughs> how much that applied you know once I got into it really yeah. You know, I think a lot of times college is more about the discipline of learning to go to class, study, meet people, live on your own and, and you know, find yourself and your you know, learn responsibility. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. How many employees do you have? Well let's see. Um what I have is kind of branched off into it or it's it's really kind of three things. There's Marion Toyota. Um, there's Marion Subaru and then there's Marion Collision Center. Now Marion Collision Center is um, ran off the same financial statement as Marion Toyota, so we do share accounting and stuff like that. But it's mm-hmm. a, it's a separate location. Mm-hmm. If you add up all three of the places here in Marion, it's probably about 120 employees. Wow. 120, um, maybe 110, 115 full time, and then another 10 or 15 part time probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the Toyota and the Collision are a lot bigger than the Subaru store. Wow. Subaru store does well, but it's it's not as big. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. you're talking about a little over 20 employees there, so the rest of yeah. them are all all at the dealership and the mm-hmm. Collision Center. Yeah, that's a significant amount of employees, it though. Is. That's it that's is. a lot. And that's when you you know you said what do you like best? That's why I said the people. I mean, yeah. you can imagine the diversity of of different people that you yeah. work around every day, and it's. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, we were talking about this yesterday morning about really us as leaders are as good as the people that we can bring together. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to be the smartest person in the room. I can't say I am, but I can bring some people I can, together. I can definitely say I'm not a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, that's what it's really all about is surrounding yourself with great people. Yeah. You know, there's just no doubt, especially when your organization's got that many employees. You you have to have great people, you know, yeah. Yeah. and, um, so you found sense. that in Marion? It's yes. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. You know, it's, it's, and we might talk about this later. Uh, what are the challenges and stuff? Yeah. That is one of the challenges in a small town mm-hmm. is yeah. let's face it. The pool is of people is smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, that is probably the biggest challenge. Yeah. You know, great people are out there. Everybody's after those people to join yeah. the organization. Yeah. You know? What have you found that is the most helpful in either recruiting or retaining those quality employees? From my standpoint, what mm-hmm. do I do to, to, mm-hmm. to recruit mm-hmm. those? I think building your culture and letting people when you're recruiting experience that and see that for firsthand of what yeah. you're going to offer them. 
uh, once they do come on board, I think that's, you know, a lot of people think that um, it's all about the money all the time when you're trying to recruit people. And of course people want to make and earn what their skill set should bring, yeah. bring them. But they, they want an opportunity to be able to uh, uh, grow, mm-hmm. to, to improve their skill set. Yeah. And you have to provide them with that kind of thing. You can't just bring them on board and forget about them. They, you have mm-hmm. to give them the tools to succeed. So yeah. I think you really have to get that across, you know, um, because like we were just saying there, it's hard to recruit in a small town because the pool's smaller. So you better have a plan to keep those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're really uh, fortunate. We have a very low turnover. And that's the key. That's the key. I mean, yeah. you're always going to have a little bit, but you see the organizations, not just my industry, any of them, the ones that have the lowest turnover are, of course, going to perform the highest. Right. Yep. Just no doubt. Yeah. 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 Can, yeah. You, can you see yourself doing this business in like a larger community, or is this really all about small town Midwest? Are you asking, am I looking to go to a bigger? No. What would you mean by that? <laughs> Well, your experience is, is small town business, yes. and, and yes. you've you've become very successful at your business. Okay. Many people maybe jump at the opportunity to go someplace else and yeah. do it again in a much larger place. Definitely, have had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can think of a couple times in the in the last few years that opportunity came about. I was approached, and uh, no, I I. I I don't think two things. I don't. I don't really have a desire to go to a bigger metro area. I think it's it's the same way you would run your business would probably be pretty close to the same. Mm-hmm. You know, the same strategy. But boy, there's a lot of challenges um, being in a large area like that versus a small community like this. I mean, um, a lot of challenges. Just just putting a sign up, just getting permission to add on to something. There's there's a lot of challenges with that. And the other thing that goes along with that is, is, is hiring the right people. Yeah. And again, bigger pool of people there, don't get me wrong, but sometimes they they come and go really quick. Yeah. yeah. And people yeah. are quick to jump ship in a metro area. Yeah. Uh, I see it a lot of times in my industry. I talk to people in, my, in the automotive industry that I'm in at meetings that have metro stores. And I mean, the people are just, they, they'll, it's that grass is always greener on the other side and it's just continuous jump back and forth and that's got to be frustrating mm-hmm. sure you know yeah but, it sounds because like you want to yeah. invest in your people mm-hmm. and then you're sitting there thinking oh, I mean, are they going to be here longer than a year mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah i could see where especially in this industry that you would find a lot more loyalty in a small town once mm-hmm. you've shown them that you will nurture them as an employee that they would be more loyal to you than say in a metropolitan area where there may be a lot more dealerships and that grass is always greener somebody else trying to recruit them and they're constantly moving to another place trying to get ahead mm-hmm. so i can i can see that where um where the loyalty would be a big factor it is and that loyalty is two-way street you yeah. you have to be loyal to them and you have to provide them, again, with all the tools necessary um, mm-hmm. to succeed. I mean, that's right. the big thing that, that I, or that's something I'm really big on, 
is yeah. providing them with everything they need to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said people is one of your top resources of being successful. Is. is there another? Is there another one that off this Marion or small town offers you to make you successful? Well, I think doing business in a small community in a small town, the you get to know everybody, not mm-hmm. everybody, but a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're doing things right and doing things the right way, your reputation alone goes a long way in building your business. And I'm not yeah. so sure you can do that in a big metro, big city. I almost feel like you're just another number to them at that point in mm-hmm. the city. And they don't know. And, and it's again, that's a two-way street. I, I feel like a, some of these businesses in big areas are they look at the customers as just another number mm-hmm. coming through the door and not they don't look at that as a possible repeat customer or a customer for life mm-hmm. because there's such a large pool to pull from they mm-hmm. just sure they don't look at it that way yeah so i think that's an advantage for us yeah. in a small town definitely yeah what would you consider your favorite part about being a business owner being a business owner in a small town mm-hmm. Uh, living in a small town, you've lived here all your life. What's seeing people succeed, yeah. Um, seeing people succeed that that work for me, but also seeing people succeed in all types of small businesses or whatever they do here. You know, um, I love watching businesses succeed, and we get to, you really kind of get to see that in a small town. I mean, because you're close to it. You're driving by it every day. You're hearing what people are doing. Again, I don't know that you see that mm-hmm. in the big city. Um, and I'm talking about all types of businesses, mm-hmm. not just automotive. But I love to watch automotive businesses in this area succeed. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. Mike Absher, our mayor, I mean, he has built one heck of a uh, business platform in the automotive industry. And I, I, I loved watching him do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't ever look at, like, I never thought of him as my competition. You know, if you take care of your customer, you take care of your people, you, there's plenty of business to go around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, some people don't look at it that way that are in your same industry sometimes. It's, they, it, it is hyper uh, competitive, don't get me wrong, but it's, you know, some people have kind of a little bit of a mean spirit when it comes to that. I just don't look at it that way. I think there's plenty of business. Yeah. yeah. I think you know? keeping and, that focus has been one of the, one of the many reasons you have been so successful is that you're not worried about the competition and what they're doing. You're focused on you and cultivating a culture in your, uh, in your business that will keep your customers loyal, keep your employees loyal and not, not feeling that competitive nature with, um, with other people. So you can't control what they're doing and there's going to be some of them that do stuff with what they do. They do really well. So you just got to take care of your own business. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Jeff, you've invested yourself in this community in a variety of ways, but more recently yeah. you've invested here in downtown Marion on the square. Uh, tell us what you're doing. Tell us why you're doing it and what your plans are. Sure. Um, well, the biggest project going on right now is, is the good old building here, right, right out the window here. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a complete renovation um, from the ground up, basically. I wanted to take the building all the way down to the 
core of it, the bones, and put it back together the correct way. I want it to stand another 121 years. That's how old it is right now. It's 121? Yes. Wow. 1900. And uh, I have always wanted to do a project like that. I know that sounds crazy, but for years, uh, a funny story is, um, if you go back again, I got out of college in 1991, I think 1994 or 5-ish, this building that we're sitting in right now is for sale. Mm-hmm. It was pretty in bad shape. I don't think there was a tenant anywhere or anything, and I don't even recall who owned it at that time. And I wanted to buy it. My dad told me I was out of my mind at that time. You know, you don't have the money to do that. You don't have the money to buy it, let alone fix it. And we laugh about that now. So I, I've always wanted to, to do a project like that. Yeah. And um, I think really what tipped me over the... the um, to do it was finally, it was really when, when Mike became mayor, I mean, I knew what his vision was, a downtown, knew what his, uh, this town had been growing <clears throat> rapidly, obviously out west. Yeah. And uh, we needed a good shot in the arm down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there, there was so much and things were crumbling and uh, his, I just loved his vision from the very beginning of what mm-hmm. we needed to do here and I wanted to be part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've kind of said that build that project there. It, it's a it's a it's a pretty big undertaking. You, we uncover something every day. It seems like <laughs> definitely every week that we didn't know was there. Yet I knew that getting into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, like I said, I think I told you yesterday. Maybe it, to me, it's it's fifty percent an investment. Hopefully, someday I'll get some of the money back out of it. <laughs> But 50% of it's really philanthropic. I mean, I felt yeah. like it's such a, it's a, one of the biggest buildings on the corners up here. Yeah. It needs to be there. Yeah. yeah. And it needs to continue to be yeah. there. And it needs to be full of life. Yeah. What all has it been in the past? Do you know? Everything. I've got wonderful pictures that the Williamson County um, Historical Society's uh, let me go through and download and everything. And I've tried to yeah. get a much history. All kinds of things. The upstairs has been anything from it was old apartments, almost like hotel style to doctors and lawyers offices in okay. the 40s and 50s and 60s uh downstairs in the lower level were um a couple restaurants for years one of them was there 30 plus years mm-hmm. and another one uh, the uptown steakhouse was there for 20 25 years mm-hmm. yeah um, and then a lot of different retail on the main level yeah. over the years it's been a lot of different things i mean lots i think we've taking off four or five layers of flooring. <laughs> so, yeah. pretty amazing. You've been at it for several months now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're close to, it's going back together now. Yeah. I think we're done taking it apart. <laughs> yeah. Putting it back together. That's awesome. Can you yeah. share with us what your vision is? Upstairs, um, four um, luxury uh, one-bedroom apartments. That's actually pretty, getting pretty close to, the, it's framed up. And we're roughing in electrical, plumbing, and all that now. So that that should be done first. Um, the main level, real close to. I'm hoping we're going to have a bakery uh, slash deli there, working with uh, Granny Puckets that's in Heron. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and what all do they pr- provide? Right now, she, you know, she uh, Tammy does a. Um, she's uh, mainly a bakery. But it's literally ran out of a drive-through window, no storefront, and it's really been a dream of hers to uh, to have that storefront in a downtown old 
filling, you know, an old building. I think it's just going to be fantastic if we can get this thing all ironed out and put together, which we're, I'm confident we are. Yeah. Um, and then downstairs, I don't know yet. I'm still working on that. Yeah. yeah. So the goal is, is to have all three levels just full of activity and life and stuff going on all the time. You know? That's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited really about the residential up pop, up top. I've had a lot of inquiries. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope some of these other buildings over here end up having a little bit of residential. I think we need a lot more of that around the square. Yeah. And I uh, hope this is a little contagious. Yeah. You know. Now, so. is Granny Puckus the ones that have the cinnamon yes. rolls that are as big as a Frisbee? Mm-hmm. Yes. She's amazing. Those are amazing. What she makes and 100% out of scratch everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. think a lot of people already know her product. Her numbers are phenomenal. What she does out of a drive-through window, um, I think it's just gonna. She can go to a whole nother level. That's that's that thing in me. I want to see someone like her just succeed. Yeah, and fulfill her dream. That's awesome. That. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I think it will my be. mouth is watering. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, as a successful business owner, what would you tell a new entrepreneur someone that might want to move into marion what would you tell them about being successful what would you tell them about what they need to know or what they need to do in order to get a a great start um specifically to marion or just in general somebody starting business yeah specific to small town america yeah you know i i would say get to know everyone in your community that you can and uh, that would be other business owners, that would be bankers, lawyers, accountants, people with the city developing things like what you're doing here. I mean, I, those resources that you can tap into in a small town, and I'm sure some of those are available, if not a lot of them, if not most of them, in a big, but I think you're gonna get more of that one-on-one mm-hmm. with people. And again, I think, I don't think I'm unique in that there's a lot of business owners in a small town like Marion that want to see all these other businesses succeed as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they want to see, they want to help where they can. Yeah. So I would say get to know everyone you can. Yeah. I think that's unique to us in Mm -hmm. Marion, Illinois. I'm I'm hoping it does exist in other small towns across America. We think it does. But what we know is that we've got successful entrepreneurs here but they're looking outside. They're not just looking inward of, again, how much money they can make. But they're caring about another person, maybe someone else who wants to be an entrepreneur and how we can work together to make the community successful. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. unique. Yeah. That, that, and that's where the point where I'm at right now, kind of in my career, is I still have a passion for what I do, but I really want to transfer as much of that knowledge as I can. Yeah. And you can apply a lot of what, even if I'm unique to in just the automotive industry for the most part, you can apply those same principles and things I've learned and things I've learned that don't do yeah. to people in other businesses. It really doesn't matter. And I mean, that's, that's really a passion of mine now is I, I want to share that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, simple as that. Would your advice be the same for your younger self as far as when you were first starting out and getting into the ownership and um, of the car mm-hmm. dealership? Would you have any other advice for your younger self? Things I did wrong or just... (laughs) (laughs) My advice would be, you know, oh, jeez, a couple things. Um, Listen more than you talk. 
you can learn so much from people. And I like to talk. So that sounds funny coming from me. But what I mean by that is, is if you just sit back and listen to people, listen to your customers, listen to your employees, listen to other business people, listen to other people in the community, you can learn a lot. And um, don't ever think you have all the good ideas. You don't own all the good ideas. People have fantastic ideas that you can just listen and pull out of them and you know, ask them to tell you more. Um, I, I would say that's, that's definitely one key. Yeah. starting out um the second thing i would think would be re- forming relationships form as many relationships as you can when you're getting started in business uh, i can personally think of a lot of times i was able to go back on relationships i formed years before not knowing that i was going to need something from that person as an advice or a resource but it was there when i needed it yeah and um well, those are invaluable, mm-hmm. really. You know, when you can go to somebody and t- ask them, hey, can you help me with this? And, and that can just be advice, opinion, or it could be a resource like a bank or a lending institution where you need capital or something. It could, it, yeah. it, it could be a lot of different things. Yeah. But being able to get that from people and ask them their opinions on stuff is, boy, it's invaluable, really. Yeah. Yeah. And we got to share yesterday about this space in particular and it being a small business incubator and how that ecosystem can be built, mm-hmm. you know, together. And you you just described what our purpose and what we want to do here. Yeah, your concept's spot on. That's what those people need that yeah. are starting out. Yeah. They need uh, advice. Yeah. On and it could be little things or just stuff that sparks their attention on anything. You know, from the technical part of running their business to relationships to anything. Yeah. 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 Well, we want to thank you. Uh, this is an enjoyable experience, Jeff. Really appreciate you coming in and sharing with us. It's been great. Was there anything yeah. else you wanted to add? Not that I know of. No. No. This has been great, Jeff. I'm glad to know a little bit more about your business and your origin story and mm-hmm. um and definitely your passion for downtown and restoring the area. This is this has all been really great. Thank you. No problem. Enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. We want to thank Jeff, Mayor of Marion Toyota, for joining us today. And we also want to thank our sponsors for making small town big business possible. We want to thank Fowler Heating and Cooling, the Arcadia Wealth Group, uh, Black Diamond, Harley Davidson and RV, the Watermark Auto Group Foundation. Swinford Media Group, and also Union Street Arts. And of course, we want to thank Luke O'Neill for being our production manager. And you can join the small small town big business community by subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen and on your favorite platform. We are on Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Podbean, Apple, or you can see the video version on YouTube. Subscribing is free, and you won't have to miss upcoming episodes that are released every two weeks. And if you want to know more about the Small Town Big Business podcast and maybe even be one of our future guests, or you want to know more about the Ethos Incubator Small Business Share Space here in Marion, Illinois, you can contact me, Russell Williams, at russell at watermarkethos.org. I am your host, Russell Williams. And this is Allison Hassler. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) 